And back in the studio is Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are neighbors, other gardeners in the area, this area, the highlands of northern Arizona, what are they asking, doing, seeing in their gardens? And so we bring this segment to you. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Back in the rhythm. Trying. <laughs> it's hard. We had our daughter and son-in-law and their four-month-old, almost five-month-old, come visit us from Texas. And boy, you forget babies. <laughs> Young. I mean, they want to be entertained. Every single, every meal is a is an experience. Every light, every sunset, every sunrise, everything is new and exciting. And they want to see it all. And if they can't see it all, they're they're uh, in every diaper change. They're gonna let you know about it. Mm -hmm. And of course, if they're hungry, they let you know. If they're oh, yeah. happy and you know it, let me know. <laughs> itsy then, bitsy spider. It's, it's amazing the... how much babies come with, how much yeah. stuff, <laughs> clothing, carriers, yeah. strollers, bouncy things. I, I we just forgotten. And when but the kids funny. leave, they left on a few days ago. Uh, when they leave. Um, there's always something behind. So they left the baby monitor <laughs> in you know, high tech, you know, it yeah. eyeball that tracks movement and sound. It's, yeah. I think we had, what did we have? Like we cracked the door. We cracked the door open. <laughs> if you hear something, you might want to go in and check it. Otherwise, no monitor or video <laughs> checking on things. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> of course, when we were growing up, we didn't even have seatbelts on. I mean, they, they gave us sodas for breakfast. Maybe that's a bit extreme, but extreme. we uh, we did have uh, we did do things that maybe are, are not kosher yeah. uh, today. today. Yeah, yes. but it was so much fun to see them and see that that little uh -huh. boy, adorable. So number four grandchild, yay! Three boys and one grand one granddaughter. Yeah. And, and for any of our kids that are still tuned into the podcast or listening in, um, we like being grandparents. We want more. So <laughs> you're, you're good to go. Anyway, this is about gardening and yeah. just uh, nice to have our house back and quiet and our gardens back and just hummingbirds and little uh, schnauzers and scotties and mm -hmm. looking at the butterflies. Uh, what are the garden questions people are asking about sure. their gardens? You betcha. So Marianne's out in Chino. Uh, she says the fruit on my peach trees seems small for this time of year. Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> I can do at this point to get them bigger, plumper, or is it just going to be a individual massaging of each <laughs> fruit, all 300 of them on your apple tree? Plans, or your... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, okay. What's going on? We, we're seeing the same thing. This is across the County. Everyone's coming and saying the same thing. My fruits are delayed. They're they're smaller. What happened though? Just think, what happened this last spring? It's kind of a distant memory since we've been in the '90s for a week and a half. Right. But it was cold. It was snowy in March. It was snowy in April. It got late start in May. Everything is at least one month late. So if your peaches were bigger than a golf ball last year, at this time, it's because they were a month more mature. They just had more growing cycle to pump into those fruits. I think it's just simply it, fruits are delayed. Mm -hmm. you, everything is delayed this year. 
by about three to four weeks. I don't care what else you're tuned in from. Yeah, but we weren't in Sedona. Yeah, you were. You were late by a month. Camp Verde's different than Jerome's different. Paulden's the same as Prescott Valley is the same as Dewey's the same as we were all delayed in the mountains of Arizona by a month. Mm -hmm. And so your fruits, your, your grapes, your berries are going to be, they're coming. They're going to be delayed though. Mm -hmm. And so I did tease um, earlier uh, folks, because you know we have a radio show. You gotta like it's bragging rights. Gardening's about yeah. bragging rights. Half of it. Uh, we picked our first tomatoes and made made pico de gallo. And I gotta tell you, store bought pico is great. But if you can pick your cilantro and your tomatoes and your onions and your peppers from your own garden, it's way sweeter, better. It's just so much more rewarding, and it just yeah. tastes better. It's healthier for you. So this is our very first week that we've been able to do that. And it's mm -hmm. basically it's August. Normally we would be doing that in the middle of July. So it's just, it's delayed. So kind of goes along with Pauline's question from Prescott Valley. So she's kind of saying the same thing. Our tomatoes are just kind of sitting oh, there yeah. staring at. They're not necessarily blooming. They're not really putting on fruit. Do you think that's still just a timing thing too? Is there something else going on? I, I think it's just timing. Yep. It's just kind of timing. So, so the soil was cold longer in the gardens. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we may not have had a frost. I think we had frost until the week after mother's day. So it was frosty, mm -hmm. but the soil took longer and tomatoes. What do they love? They're a tropical plant. They don't want their feet to be cold, much less their top to be frosty. Well, yeah, we we're done with frost, but the ground didn't warm up until later. And so you're seeing that the plants are fruiting a little bit later. They're setting blossoms a little bit later. Encourage them though. I would say fertilize. It could be that you don't have enough phosphorus on those tomatoes. So if you simply bump up Pauline, your phosphorus, remember nitrogen, phosphorus, potash, that middle number is what gives you more tomatoes. So if you're lacking a nutrient like that, that could be the reason and you're combining that with, with cold soil earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now, tomatoes should be actively growing. They should be setting fruit. Um, <clears throat> if, if yours are not, we can show you some tricks coming and visit us. We'll show you what we're doing with our tomatoes that will kind of up your game and increase your production. I think Pauline, the, you can do it. Um, increase in humidity will help oh, as well. Huge. They like the humidity. So you know, tomatoes good. really don't like if vegetables, but especially tomatoes, don't like to be above like... 95 degrees if they get that bright blistering sun they'll grow but they won't really set fruit they'll blossom and then they'll drop their blossom mm -hmm. as soon as we get a little bit of cloud cover that shade and the increase in humidity game changer for everything in the garden so from this point forward in through autumn your harvest should be just it'll just increase and increase and increase as every every day that goes by mm -hmm. All right, next question is from Bert in Prescott. Bert! So, and I've had a lot of customers in with this. His aspens have yeah. browned. Yeah. Yeah. His aspens have browned. Yeah. Uh, so his basic question is, though, should he kind of try and pick those leaves off? Will new more, more new leaves come out? Or you just kind of go, eh, it is what it is. So, Bert, it could be a couple things. So aspens. It could be a leaf scorch. I'm seeing a lot of leaf. So if it's brown, it's probably leaf scorch. That is, uh, the the roots were not pulling up moisture strong enough to to 
kind of prevent the perspirations going out of the foliage. You get this brown spot. It can happen on any. I see it on our peonies mm -hmm. or eleagnus or silverberries, or butterfly kibias. bush. You're starting to kibias. <laughs> We've seen that on several things. Mm -hmm. Literally, the irrigation needed to be adjusted. Probably move the move the emitters out a little bit so it's more of the roots are mm -hmm. covered by that irrigation. Of course, the pressure's off. The damage was done two <laughs> weeks ago. Right. Now we're into basically the monsoon, so the pressure's off. But it could be that. If it's black, bird, if it's black or brown, those two options. If it's black, that's usually a leaf spot. And so there's birds. The native uh, aspens grow wild here. The native population has a leaf spot that gets on it. The birds will fly over there, camp out, kind of roost for the evening, they'll fly over to yours and light on you, and it spreads aspen to aspen to aspen on the bottoms of the feet of, of birds and bugs. And so they just get onto the leaf, and, and there's a bacteria. You've got athlete's foot of the foliage, if you think of it that way. And so the black will just spread, and then that leaf will prime, probably will drop off. The secret, if that's the case, clean up the black spots. If you can pick them off, great. You'll have to re-leaf, new, form new leaves, but come in and get a spray. Bert, you need a spray. We have one called uh, uh, five, fungicide, five. fungicide 5. Spray that, and all the new growth will come out clean. The old growth is probably going to continue to be eaten by that bacterial it, it, fungal issue and drop off. Don't leave those diseased leaves in the ground. Pick those up. Throw them. Don't compost them throw them away. You don't want them on your property because it spreads so easy. It's not going to kill your tree, or most more likely, but just proper care and some fertilizer, put some all-purpose food on it, force new growth, get the new growth to come out clean, you'll be fine. Bert, that's a great question. So brown or black? Leaf scorch or a fungal thing. Or bring some leaves in. Let there you go. Yeah. Kennelisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners, be right back after this. <laughs> 